Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show where we speak to people that have overcome adversity and made a difference. I am truly excited today because I am going to be speaking to a client of mine who became a friend of mine, Tsirofato Mazibugo. Tsirofato, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm so happy to have you on this show. I was just thinking about you the other week and I thought about inviting you to the show because I know you are truly inspirational. Tsirofato, can you please just tell, tell us about your background? Okay, um, Pekofazo, um, Mazibuko, which is that's my um, maiden uh, name, and then got married at the age of uh, 17, and then I'm a mother of four, which is I, I went to I went to school um, from primary until high school, um, which is Ramushiri High School. At the age of um, 15, I had a, I had my first born child. That's my background. <laughs> That's me, a mother of like three now, and then a widow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's um, really sad um, that you are a widow. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so you got married when you were 17 years old. How did that happen? Really? <laughs> I got married um, at the age of 17. What happened is. Um, yeah, I would say uh, perhaps there was um, uh, desperation because I had to leave home at um, at the age of 16, just after I had my child. And then I had to go to um, Hillbrow, which is I knew no one there. And then um, being around Hillbrow, not knowing anyone, I had to meet this guy. Meeting the guy and then we moved in together. Actually, he took me in. And then after taking me in, and then he made me a wife. And then at yeah, 16. we agreed. Yes. At okay. 16. <laughs> at 16. And then, yeah, I just got along with it because um, for some reason, I didn't have, I didn't have a choice because at, at, at that time, I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have a job. I didn't have, I didn't have anyone to tend to. He was the only person who was like available for me or who was there for me, then uh, marriage was the only option I had. Yeah. And, you know, did did that work out uh, very well for you? So um, I presume now, not that I want to mention your age on air or anything, if that's okay, <laughs> I'll probably do that. But okay. I presume now you're probably maybe 31 or 32. Um, no. I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, I'm 38. <laughs> 38, okay. So yeah. what happened between then when you were 16 to now when you when you are 38? What what were the lessons from that experience? Did it work out well or did it not? From which age? From from 16 when you were married. Um I mean now that you look back because you were 16 then and now you are 38. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it? Did it, I mean, did, 
did how do you feel about it now that you you look back to to what happened um to be honest if i could go back i would definitely um change it because i didn't um firstly i didn't get into it uh, willingly i got into it because circumstances forced me to um get into it and whilst i was in it like i was forced actually to grow in and in that whilst it was not yet time for me to grow so marriage for me at that time wow it was something else it was it was something that i wasn't looking forward to because i had to like um live with a man on a daily basis i have to become a wife i have to um become like a mother like i have to you i had to like be all of these things at the same time and then it was just too much for me at that time but then and now i'm faced with a situation where i just have to make it work and i made it work because uh, i didn't want to go back to the street i didn't want to go back to whatever that i was doing before um he took me in so for that time it worked for me or looking back it worked for me yeah so the reason you were kicked out of home uh, when you were 15 was it because you got pregnant or what why why were you kicked out of home okay um i would say it started um actually long back before i was actually um even kicked out um it started long back when i was i was i was like um, seven years old i was like raped at the age of seven and then um it was a continuous thing like on a daily basis and my family not even my mom could pick it up uh, that something is wrong um though i was hiding myself in the in a like in a loo or in a toilet but still she couldn't notice she couldn't um see that something is wrong with me and then um like i had a lot of anger then and then i couldn't um like pay attention to whatever that was happening around me because my my focus was on that thing that okay this is what is happening to me and nobody's paying attention to me and then i like i had anger until to a point where my mom and my dad actually my dad started first when he said that um he cast the day actually i was born that i wasn't actually even meant to be there and then i asked my mom what does what does he mean when he says i wasn't even supposed to be born i wasn't even supposed to be there at that at the time that i came and then um my mom said they were actually looking for a boy child they were not looking for a girl so um there was my sin because my mom had a lot of anger from my dad because my dad would beat my mom like every day on a daily basis understanding the story of it was that uh my mom actually gave birth to me from another um from another man so so and was dad it your dad that was abusing you Tsurufatu. both of them actually they had a lot of anger so both of them were like abusive um my mother my dad both of them were abusive sure that's sad so the situation is that you grew up then in that in that situation and your both your mom and and dad abused you your dad raped you is that no 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 not my dad 
so who who was abusing you then in the family when you were raped at seven years old was that in the family or outside the family no it was outside the family so my anger was nobody in the family was picking it up nobody could tell or could notice that something is wrong with me oh okay it was and, somebody like we, we were living on the same street yeah so every time i go to school i was passing um by his house yeah and 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 so that led to a situation where then you know there was no peace in the family your parents were abusing you emotionally and you faced the situation where you were um abused outside of the family and it just became a difficult situation which you say led to you um leaving home and 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 going to to live in hillbro um yes it was it was very so it was unbearable actually um so where you are afraid then because well, i understand it was you were young i mean at seven you were very young so where you what what was the situation in terms of you coming out and saying what has happened and i understand um that you felt bad about the situation and you felt bad about your parents not noticing what has happened to you but were you afraid to come out and tell your parents what what happened or did you just did you just expect them to know uh, what 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 was the situation in terms of that um right i couldn't i couldn't even talk about it because at that time i didn't even understand what was going on um remember it was it was that like that time i think it was uh, let's say 1987 or 6 if i'm not if i'm not wrong and then at that time this thing it wasn't it wasn't like popular like it is now and then you know nothing about um somebody touching you you know nothing about somebody you know like you know nothing so i couldn't talk about it because you know, it was kind of i don't know but i couldn't come out with it so I expected them to like notice that something is wrong because um, I grew up a bubbly, a very bubbly child. I could talk about a whole lot of things. I could like I could just talk. I'm, I'm a very talkative person, and I was a very talkative person then. And then when I changed, when or when everything changed, I thought that my mother will pick it up, especially her. I expected her to pick it up that something is wrong. Why am I not bubbly anymore? Why am I hiding myself? Why is it that I don't want to go to school anymore? I was hoping that she could pick it up, but yeah. then she couldn't pick it up. Yeah. It was it was just too much. Can you please tell us about your your life in Hillbrook? Oh wow. <laughs> Something else. Okay. I got to Hillbrook and then um at a taxi a, a taxi rank. I think it was newer taxi rank. And then um, I think they call it MPN if I'm not if I'm not wrong. Then um, the first day when I got there, like I was just uh, this little innocent girl, and um, nowhere to go. I know nobody, no cell phone, no nothing, no money. Like I was, it was just me. And then I was like sitting on a corner, and then came this guy. He was kind of old, I would say around 62 if I'm not lying. 62 and then he asked me what was wrong and i told him no i don't have a place to stay and then i'm from pumalanga and stuff 
and then this is what happened so i had to leave home and he said oh okay um i can help you but then i have to talk to my wife but then let's go anyway so um we went to um his house actually it wasn't his house it was um it was um somebody else's wa- uh, house because the wife was working for the people so we were in those people's house so when we go there he explained the situation to the wife and the wife said oh, okay no it's fine i understand because i was i was i was young at, at that time then um the wife would leave in the morning at around eight to go to work and then when the the wife leaves to go to work then the guy will come and sleep with me and then um say to me ah oh, but then I, i gave you a place to sleep and you are eating my food now you're using my water to bath um it means you have to pay me and at that time okay it's painful i'm doing that and then i'm i'm crying at the same time because it was it was painful and when i'm looking at him it was um he was kind of my dad age and then it was it was really painful and then um the other day when he tried doing that i just couldn't take it anymore and i said to him no i can't and then when i said i can't he said okay now you can get out of my house just leave i don't want to see you again and then i left sure when i left um there was um a company i don't remember the name of that company and then i just um said by the gate when i said by the gate there was this guy who came out and then he asked me what's wrong are you crying and you oh you like you messed up what's wrong and i explained my situation to him and he said oh, okay fine I've got a I've got a flight in Hillbro. Um I can take you with me if you don't mind. And I said no it's fine. Um since I don't have any um options I don't have any you know I I, I can't choose. Then we left. Went to his flat and then when I got there yeah he gave me food and it was it was I could feel like okay now I'm home. I, it felt like home because he was welcoming. But then at night come the time for us to sleep he's sleeping with me and after sleeping with me he's calling his friend again to sleep with me now i slept with two guys at the same time in the morning he's leaving for work when he's leaving for work the friend just continues um uh, uh, uh sleeping with me almost the whole day because he didn't go to work on that day and then i felt like okay i can't take this anymore i left Then when I left I went to it was oh, it was uh, another actually another corner what is what sorry what, what was the name of that street again it was a very busy street in Hillbrow a very busy street and then I just sat by the corner when I sat by the corner I met another guy again he was Zulu and then he asked me what was happening and you know what 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 not and i explained my situation to him and i said no it's fine too and then he took me in when he took me in again he slept with me no protection no nothing and then i got pregnant again when i got pregnant um it was an ectopic pregnancy i found out like i was 3 months pregnant when i actually i got pregnant and then after getting pregnant well while i was with him um that's when i met my husband which is i met the guy before he was my husband 
and then he was very nice he was very sweet and then um he invited me to his house and then okay on going to his house he left me i think for like two or three hours but then when he left me i felt like okay the guy just took me in now why can't i do something for him i didn't even know where the kitchen was and everything but then i just wanted to do something in return and then i just went to the kitchen and then just sort things out i started cooking i went back to his bedroom and i cleaned his bedroom i, cl- I cleaned like his flat and then when he came back he was like amazed like oh okay oh my god like my house looks nice everything is like looking good and then that's when he said to me um would you like to move in with me and i said yes that would be that would be nice and then moving in with him at that time i was uh, pregnant from that guy that i met before him and i didn't know that i was even pregnant and now i'm sleeping with this one the current one and then sleeping with him again there's no protection remember he's just coming in no protection i don't have a say on top of the situation and then um when time goes on that's when i started having terrible pains i couldn't walk i couldn't i couldn't do anything i was literally sick and i was bleeding and on top of my bleeding he's forcing to sleep with me we went to hospital when i got to hospital the doctor said you are three months and 14 days pregnant which is you about to have a blackout because you have a baby and that baby is in your fallopian tube so it's gonna burst at any time so we have to take you to surgery like now so i went to surgery and then when i came back i asked for a phone to call him and i called him and i told him this is what was happening i was pregnant and now i'm in hospital i just had a surgery like now and then he didn't believe me like he didn't believe me he said he said no but then it's not me there's no way that it can be me and whatever and and you know like a hell lot of things yeah. okay no, not a problem um he came actually to hospital but then he didn't even stay for like five minutes um you know like he looked at me he was so disgusted and everything now i have to come out of hospital i have to come out of hospital i don't know where to go i don't know what to do again i have to go back to hillbrook and at that time i'm in pain i'm i'm like i'm I'm from the operation and i'm in pain i'm i'm like i'm i'm not in any good condition at all and then um when i got to hillbrook again I met this um Nigerian guy. Meeting this Nigerian guy, um I'm explaining my situation to him. Explaining my situation to him again. Um he takes me in. Taking me in, he sleeps with me. At sure. like two o'clock. Like two o'clock in the morning when I looked at the time. It was so painful. It was so 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 painful. I couldn't stand the pain, like I cried, but the guy just kept doing his thing. Sure. And, and there was like uh, the fifth guy who just couldn't be kind enough and yeah. just treat you as a young girl and help you. There was like yes. the fifth guy that saw you as a sex object when you actually needed help. Gee. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
spoken to this guy's friend. Um, I knocked. Actually, I buzzed downstairs, and then he answered, and I said it to him. Um, I, I think it was around three then, and I said it's me. Can you please open for me? And then he did open for me. But then when I got there, he was with another girlfriend or another lady. And then I had to like sleep in the dining room. I didn't have a problem because I didn't have a choice. I slept in his dining room. They woke. We woke up in the morning. Um, you know, it was it was a boyfriend. Was now this the that that um that guy that called that you called when you were in the hospital and refused to speak to yes. you? Is that the guy now? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the guy. So um, when time goes by, okay, now he saw me as a wife. And then um, he started like opening up to me, opening up to me. Okay, we started talking, and then now he understood where I came from, and um, all that. Then that's when um, we had a relationship. Now, and then when we got into a relationship, now I can, you know, like I can bath now. I'm looking good. I'm smelling good. I'm, you know, I'm all that. Yeah, you could then, start taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yes, I could start taking um, good care of myself. And then, um, you know, every time when he came back, he will come back with this anger. And then he will start beating me. Now that, that the beating starting again. And then he will beat me, like beat me and beat me and beat me and like beat me. And then, you know, like I'm in pain. I can't walk. I can't do anything. And... Um, in the evening or at night, he's sleeping with me again on top of those things. Okay, fine. I didn't have a choice. And every day I had to like uh, beg him, can you please take me back to school? I want to go back to school. Can you please take me back to school? I want to go back to school. Let me just have something. Let me just at least have my matric. So you were with him until 2013. And I mean, imagining or well, thinking about how old you were when you got to Hillbro? You, you must have been on your twenties now. Yes, I was like at my twenties. Yeah. yeah, I was at my twenties then. And then um, when actually when he said um, he wanted to marry me, even when I when he was doing his things, when he was cheating, when he was seeing all those ladies and stuff, um, I said it's okay. And then that that was my first time in years when I had to return back home to say, okay, now I'm back. And then there's this guy who wants to marry me. Um, and then, yeah, my mother was uh, welcoming. <laughs> Amazingly, she was. Um, she welcomed him. And then we organized everything. It was, it was, you know, like everything just went back to normal as if nothing happened. Like, like, like nothing happened everything just went back to normal and that same and guy that was abusing you now was marrying you and paying lobola for you yes like yes the same guy okay. <laughs> yeah and having my my third child if i could take you back having my um third um child my husband actually got arrested and then when he got arrested that was before we got married. He got arrested, and when he got arrested, um, they gave him nine years. And when they gave him nine years, now it's a life of struggle again. 
I have to um, go back to the streets and, and see um, how do I um, take the kids to school now? What am I going to do? Um, you know, like it was hard now, like life is becoming hard again. Um, I have to go back where I come from now. And then doing that, I had no choice. I have no no choice. I have no because remember, I don't have school. I don't have work. I don't have anything. It was just me. And then um, that's when I started again. Starting again now, I'm like giving myself up to be a prostitute now. If I'm gonna have to sleep with this guy, now it has to be about money. Cause I have kids to take care of, and I have him on the other side to go visit in jail. I have to buy things. Was for that him. in Hillbrestil? Yes, it was in Hillbrestil. Then um, we got kicked off out of the of the flat. Our property was out. I'm with the kids, we are outside, it's at night. And you with three kids, have... eh? Three kids. No, at that time it was two. That two was kids. before I had the third one. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm with them and their girls, remember? And then um, I would like nowhere to go. Like I have nowhere to go. I, I, like I'm all over the place now. Um, with the property outside. Now what do I do? Now comes this guy and then he says to me, um, but then I can take you to my brother. He's looking for a wife. And then I can just take you to him. He's got a house in Kempton Park. I can just talk to him and then um, see how it goes. Then I gave him some time. I think they talked over the phone. And then um, he came back to me and said, no, my brother said he's on his way. Oh my God. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the guy is here. And then he says, okay, no, I can take you guys to my house. I've got a house um, in Kenton Park. Then we left. We went to Kenton Park. Um, when we when we got there again, I have to um, be a wife again, or I have to sure. be a girlfriend. I don't know what to call that. Yeah. Um, because I have kids to take care. Of. I have kids to take care of. I have kids to take to school. They have to eat. You know, like they have to bath. They can't sleep on the street. It's something that I never wanted for my children. Like I would go at any length just to see them um, having shelter, just to see them having something to eat. And then, um, yeah, it was something else. I'm, I'm sleeping with the guy and then this following week, he comes again with another lady and he says to me, now this is my girlfriend. My girlfriend, you guys have to move out. Sure. At that time, I don't know what to do. Where do I go with the kids? What do I, what do I really do now? Um, the only thing for me to do is prostitution. I just have to sleep with any man who comes by for me to um, make money, so I can um, be able to um, get a shelter for my kids and then um, be able to feed them and take them to school. And uh, yeah, that's how I survived. That's how um, everything went by. And then in 2010, because he was still um, in jail, I met I met this guy. And then when I met this guy, yeah, he came, yeah, like, he was nice. And then I'm like, okay, let me just give it a try. Let me give it a try. 
But then at the same time, my mind is stuck there, or I'm stuck with the with the guy in jail because now, um, remember we were staying together and then yeah. together. you were actually married and you had two kids. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, you know, I owe it to him that I have to be loyal. But at the same time, I couldn't be loyal because of the situation. But I, even though I didn't tell him what was happening outside or what I was going through outside, you know, I will hide it so well. And he will ask me, where do you get all this money and stuff and stuff and stuff? No, um, I would lie, actually. It went on and it went on and it went on. And then um, I had my child. Actually, I got pregnant by him. Getting pregnant, that's when my, I think I gave birth. When he was three months, that's when my husband came out of jail. And then he found out I was pregnant. I even gave birth to a baby boy. Okay. But then when he came out of jail, he was a change to somebody. He was really a change to someone. Um, he was loving. He was caring. He was welcoming he was he, you know he was yeah he was a man now and then he started hustling um started hustling and then he could take care of us and then yeah that's when so he, for, he forgave you and he didn't hold it against you i mean he didn't hold the fact that you had now a child um not at with all. another man against like, you no not at all he never um, he actually, um, I think that was the, the scary part because um, he loved my son like it was his. Wow, that like is he loved my son wholeheartedly, like he loved my son. He would sleep with my son, he would bath him, he would feed him. Wow. You know, he would, he would do stuff like, yeah, yeah, like his, his, his biological father wouldn't do that. He didn't even want to know how's the baby doing. He didn't even want to know what did the child eat and stuff. And believe you me, the guy, remember, you know, after after jail, the guy changed because my firstborn was not his. The only child that is his is the second one. The third yeah. one is not even. But when he came out, he made sure that my daughter, the firstborn, went to a private school because now he started hustling again. Wow. He made sure that my daughter um, went to a private school and then I go back to school and I got my matric and then um, getting my matric, I, get, I got my license and I, got, um, I went back to school again and I had a course. I did the BAA, basic um, ambulance assistant. And then, yeah, he was like paying for all those. I had my license. He took my son to a private um, preschool Everything was nice. Like, I was starting to feel like, okay, you know, life is normal now. Um, I'm normal, which is just scary. Cause so, which year was I'm... this now, uh, Tsongo It was in 2010. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was in 2010. That it felt like it was it was home. Um, it, like, he was nice doing all those for the kids and taking care of me. But then, like, the abuse, though, he didn't stop because he kept beating me whenever he comes and then he's angry. Because I, I'm, I'm a very vocal person. I'm a very talkative um, person. When there's something that I don't like 
or you're doing something that I don't like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be vocal about it. And he didn't like that. So he will raise his, you know, his hand. And whilst the kids were around. So until 2013, that's when I said, no, now it's enough. It's either you let me go or you're going to stop what you are doing. Yeah. That, that's yeah. when you held his hand and said, look, don't you that's think when I held his yeah. Hand. yeah, that's when I held his hand and I said, okay, fine. So, so did it stop? Yeah, he actually stopped. Amazingly, he stopped. <laughs> like, he stopped. And he started um, being this loving person again. Yeah. Um, he started being... I think um, the other thing that made him change was, like, I took my place again as a wife. I accepted that I'm now in the situation where I have to become a mother now for my kids because I don't want them to go through what I went through. So for me, not to see them there, I just have to be this woman. I gave him a place as a husband. I respected him no matter what. Um, even when he was wrong, you know, I would just be submissive because now I was no longer living for me. I was living for my kids. Whatever wrong that he's doing, I will overlook, you know, like just push it away. And which, then is a, which is a very difficult thing to do, you know, because... Um, I don't feel that men should feel entitled to, I don't know, bully women and always be correct because, you know, it's hard for any human to always be correct. So I think what yeah. you did was a difficult thing to do, but you also did it for, for your children, which is also understandable because it came from a place of love. So you were with this guy then until he passed away? Yes, I was with this guy until um, he passed away. And when did he pass away? In 2016, April. I do want to ask you from, you know, all your experiences, what do you feel turned your life around? And what gave you the courage to keep going when life was so difficult? Did you ever feel suicidal? Did you ever feel like giving up at some point can you please share with us what kept you going and share with others who are going through the same situation um how you found um, the courage to keep going okay um i think at that time remember now i'm like i found out now i'm, I'm positive and then being positive I, I i don't know where i got it from because i was i was everywhere and I wouldn't know. Yeah. If when I was did HIV. you find out you were you were HIV positive? Two thousand and four. Okay. Yeah, in two thousand and four, that's when I found out that I was I was um, positive, and then um, I just continued like that, you know. And then um, I'm dealing like with a whole lot. I'm dealing with the fact that I'm positive. I'm dealing with the fact that um, I'm in there abusive relationship but what kept me going was the love that i had for my kids um yeah having that that i don't want to see them going through what i went through it was it was it was a song for me that i will sing every day that you just have to do whatever that you have to do for these kids not to turn up 
or not to walk where you walked. And then, um, yeah, actually they kept me going. My kids kept me going. There were times where I would like give up and say, God, I've been through a lot. Like I've been through a lot. I can't take this anymore. This is just too much for me. Um, I tried like four times committing suicide. And all this time I would just wake up in hospital. They will drain this. I will have these troops in me, you know, draining all this medication and, and whatever that I drank. And then ah, when I wake up like, okay, God, I survived. Why did I survive? <laughs> Why did I survive? I didn't want to make it. Why did I make it? And at the same time, I have this thing, but my kids, at the same time, I'm trying to commit suicide. And then trying to commit suicide, I'm thinking now, when I'm thinking about it, I didn't want to commit suicide. It was a plea for me to say, please help. You know, trying to get an attention. I don't know from who, but then I think I was trying to get an attention to say, please help. I mean, hell, I need help. And then at the same time, I um I actually developed depression. It was it was so severe. It was so 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 severe because I was violent. At the, like at the same time, I was very violent, angry. I was I was just a man, but at the same time, I just have to keep I meant to keep going because of the love I have or the For love I children. had. Children, yeah. I just wow. had to like keep going. Wow, so so touching. Um, Tawafatu, you are a true inspiration. Your story touches me and I can't help but think of all the other young women that are facing the challenges that you are facing right now. Is there anything that you want to say to South Africa? Is there anything that you want to say to fathers and, and mothers and even younger girls that are facing the situation that you have faced, is there anything that we can do to make a better country? What can you say? What can you share with us? Um, okay, firstly, um, I would say to people who are going through um, what I went through at the time, you know, there's hope and the situation is never permanent. It's only a temporary thing and um you know getting closer to god that's the only answer like that's the only answer to everything he's the answer to everything that's all i can say and um, um to all men oh god i wish it was <laughs> it was a different I, I don't even know how to put it but i wish they can Oh God, I don't, I, you know, I don't even have words for them because I'm looking at it today. It's still going on. Women are being killed. Women are, are still being abused. Um, yeah, you know, we, we're still being taken for granted. We're still being treated like trash and all that. And we are not all about that. If you can just take a look at us, if you can just try to take a very good look at us, and see us for who we are we are very we are we, we are very love like we are very loving people um women men they're just this uh, i don't i don't even know you know fragile loving caring people you know um 
people that you give them a, a, a house who will make it a home. You know, we are that. We, uh, I don't even know how to put it. I wish they can just, you know, take a very good look at us and start caring and start loving. And, you know, if you see every woman, treat her like you would treat your sister or you would treat your mother, your own mother. That's all I can say. If they can start doing that, I think then we'll have a better country. Thank you, Sofato. You are a true inspiration. I do know that you want to continue to share your story <laughs> and to help others that are in need so that they can find courage. You've truly inspired me. I know when we met, um, you were getting in touch with me so that you can help with others. I mean, you can help others. But I mean, I, you know, I, I drew so much inspiration from you because you truly are um, an inspiration. And yes, I agree with, with you. I do hope that us many men who exist and who are out there could be a lot kinder and more gentle and, you know, just be selfless and show strength from a place of love and kindness. Thank you so much for being a part of our show and may God bless you and please continue to show you your story and, and help others. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. To consult, reach us or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.